I love helping entrepreneurs build their business, grow their business, sell their legacy, you know, sell their nest egg and finally enjoy the fruits of their labor. And to me, it's fun. It's exciting. Yes, it's hard work. And yes, it takes a tremendous amount of dedication and resilience and grit, but I can't imagine myself doing anything else. I own other businesses. I partner with business owners and invest my money, my expertise, my resources, and I put them on a build to sell plan. So at any given time, I'm operating, you know, five to 10 different businesses that we're building to sell. Welcome to the Tribe of Leaders podcast. I'm serial entrepreneur and investor, Emmy Kirshner. And I'm known for sprinkling just a little bit of glitter throughout the streets of Philadelphia and on the stages that I speak while I help creative entrepreneurs stop struggling as the overworked admin in their business and become the CEO of their multi-six and seven-figure businesses. What has fascinated me over the years are the stories of success and failure that courageous entrepreneurs who have put it all on the line face as they change lives, disrupt industries, and become incredible leaders themselves. So if you're looking for a community of engaged entrepreneurs, and you'd love to get some resources and tools that can help you fast track your business, I invite you to join the Tribe of Leaders Facebook group. The link is in the show notes if you want to connect with us. And of course, the group is free to join. Hey, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Tribe of Leaders podcast. Today, I have Michelle Seiler Tucker on the show. And I am super excited because we have never talked about mergers and acquisitions. And Michelle is the founder and CEO of Seiler Tucker Incorporated. She holds the MMIA with Mergers and Acquisitions Master Intermediary. I love that. You're going to have to tell me about what that means. And is a certified senior business analyst. She also owns many other businesses in several other industries. And as a 20-year veteran in the M&A industry, she is regarded as the leading authority on buying, selling, fixing, and growing businesses. Michelle, welcome to the show. Thank you, Amy. Thank you for having me. So tell me right away, what is the Mergers and Acquisitions Mastery Intermediary? Well, it's a designation that is difficult to obtain because unlike other designations, you don't just take a test or take a course or go to college to get it. You actually have to prove yourself by doing real deals <laughs> over, 10, <laughs> over $10 million. So you got to do a multiple of transactions. It's been so long ago that I was awarded M&A, MI, but you have to do multiple deals over $10 million in a, in a period of time. That's amazing. Well, congratulations on being awarded that and maintaining it. Let's dive in with how did you get into mergers and acquisitions? So I've always been an entrepreneur. I've always owned multiple companies in different verticals. I also went into franchise sales, franchise consulting, franchise development. I was an equity partner for different franchisors. And lots of buyers kept asking me for existing businesses. And I kept saying, no, 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 we don't have existing businesses. We only have startups. And then I'm like, why do I keep saying no? You know, I'm all about law of attraction and I'm all about saying yes, yes, yes. So anyway, that's really what started my M&A firm is just because I had so many buyers asking for existing businesses. 
which is incredible because that's not something that I hear about, at least in my conversations with other entrepreneurs, nor do most of them have an exit plan mm-hmm. um, that they are following or strategy that they've even thought of. It's usually they get to the end of the show, whether it's their business, you know, they want to retire, they just don't want to you know, do that. They want to move to something else. Maybe the business isn't doing well. Mm-hmm. How do you start helping somebody who, you know, is in that predicament? So going back to your very first sentence about, oh, I wasn't aware of m <laughs> and a lot of entrepreneurs I talk to is not aware of m Unfortunately, that's the truth. You know, so many business owners don't know what a business broker is or what an M&A, you know, mergers acquisitions advisor does. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's on to me because, you know, before the pandemic, I used to speak in front of thousands of people and I would always ask, how many of you know what an M&A advisor does or how many of you know what a business broker does? And maybe 10% of the rooms, hands would go up. So I guess it is a best kept secret. For me, it's all about education, you know, educating business owners and entrepreneurs that, look, you know, you really need to familiarize yourself with an M&A advisor. You need to work with one early on because what Steve Forbes says is 80% of businesses do not sell. That is a startling statistic facing most baby boomers. Eight out of 10 businesses do not sell. So you said something else. You said most business owners don't think about it. Most business owners don't plan their exit until they want to retire, until they want to do something else you know, or until their business is not doing well. And that is the biggest problem right there. That's the number one reason businesses don't sell is because business owners don't think about it. They don't plan their exit. They don't plan to fail. They fail to plan. So what do we do? We walk business owners through what I call the ST, Seller Tucker GPS exit model that we explain in my book, Exit Rich. And we really start with step one. You know, if you want to drive somewhere, what do you do? You pull up your pull out your phone, you go to Google Maps and you plug in your, what do you plug in? Oh, my GPS. What do you plug into your GPS? Oh, the address, where I want to go. The address, where you're going, what your destination is, right? If you don't plug in your destination, you're just going to sit in your driveway. <laughs> or you're going to get lost, or you're going to drive around in circles, or you're going to run out of gas. Same right. thing with business owners. They drive around in circles, they run out of gas, they drive up and down the financial hills to exit poor. So the first thing that we do is we start with our business owners is we get them to figure out what is their destination? Mm-hmm. What is their end game? What is their desired sales price? What do they want to sell their business for? Because right. again, business owners don't plan to fail. They fail to plan. So we make them pick a number, you know? And so let's say a business owner wants to sell their business for $10 million. Great. There's a number. Now what does a GPS exit model need to know? It needs to know where you're starting from. <laughs> what's your current location? What's your, what's your current evaluation? And Emmy, most business owners have never had a business evaluated. Yeah. You know, I just spoke to a gentleman that's been in business 40 years and I'm like, you, ha- you have a business evaluation? He goes, no, what's that? <laughs> so it's crazy that business owners don't get a business valuation. It is financial suicide. I totally resonate with that because I almost invested in a company a couple of years ago. And the woman that I was looking, I was talking to, you know, she thought because she was making all this money that that meant that her business was worth something. And when we got into the books, that was not the case. And I was like, you have like, you have the potential to have 
a lot of value, but right now you have no value. And there's a, you just hit the nail on the head. You have a lot of potential and sellers think they're going to get paid for the potential. Mm -hmm. Buyers will not pay for potential. Buyers will not buy in business without potential. You don't see anybody lining up to buy Blockbuster. (laughs) So buyers are not going to pay for potential because they're not going to pay twice. They're not going to pay the owner for potential. And then you have to spend money to make money. So Mm -hmm. then they're not going to go out there and spend the money again in which to earn that potential. So buyers will not pay twice. They're not going to pay for potential, but they're not going to buy a business without potential. So sellers have that huge misconception that, oh, I have all this potential. Great. It makes your business sellable, but that doesn't mean they're going to pay you for it. They won't pay you for it. Um, So business evaluations are huge. And most business owners don't do them, which to me is financial suicide. I mean, we go to the doctor once a year to get an annual checkup to make sure our heart's still ticking and we're still kicking. But we don't take our most valuable asset, which is our business, and get an annual valuation checkup. There are events that increase valuation. There are events that decrease valuation. So it's imperative to know what your business is worth every single year. So let's say you want to sell your business for $10 million and your business is worth $2 million. Now you need a no time frame. Let's say you want to do it in 10 years. Right. Now you have a start of what I call a plan. <laughs> the next thing you need to know is who are your buyers going to be? Mm-hmm. Notice I said buyers, not buyer. Right. Because a lot of clients come to me and say, Michelle, I already have the buyer. You just need to represent me with this one buyer. And I'm like, nope. <laughs> no, what do you mean? No. And I go, because the likelihood that that buyer is actually getting closing on the sale of your business is slim to none. Then you have no backup buyers. Plus, how do we ever maximize value? If we can't create competition because you have a party of one. (laughs) And then, so there's five types of buyers. I'll run through them really quickly. Sure. 90% of buyers are first-time buyers. They don't buy $10 million businesses. They buy small coffee shops, ice cream stores, restaurants. And then turnaround specialists buy distressed assets. They don't buy multi-million dollar companies. PEGs, private equity groups, buy based on platforms and add-ons. A platform is, let's say they want to get into, they want to get into food manufacturing. They won't even look at a food manufacturing business for less than $3 million in EBITDA. EBITDA is earnings before interest, taxes, depreciation, amortization. Let's say they already have a platform of food manufacturing. They want to add on smaller companies. So they'll look at smaller companies, seasoning companies, spice companies, et cetera, for under million in EBITDA. Then the fourth type of buyer is strategic slash competitors. They pay the highest multiple. Because they're buying synergies, it's going to catapult their current business to the next level. And in addition to that, they take advantage of economies of scale so they can decrease overhead. And they look at what they can cut out of the infrastructure to decrease overhead and increase EBITDA. The last type of buyer is sophisticated entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. They're industry agnostic. They chase EBITDA. They chase cash flow. So then once you figure out that plan and you know those three buyers will be the right type of buyers for your business, you have to reverse engineer the plans and ask yourself, where do the numbers need to be? Where's the gross need to be? Where's the EBITDA need to land? The EBITDA needs to land about $2 million, between $1.5 to $2 million if you want to sell for 10. Mm-hmm. And then you build those synergies because you got to ask yourself, what specific synergies, you know, what criteria are these buyers looking for? And you build your business to meet their specific criteria. Kind of like when you start your business, you're like, I have a widget. Here's my target market for my widget. Right. <laughs> Same thing with building your business to sell. Makes yeah. sense? For me, it does. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Because it's, 
I mean, everything is planning. And I had the, I the opportunity years ago now to work with a gentleman who, this was his second business. He was just turning 30 at the time. And we were planning, some of the work we did was planning his exit strategy and where he wanted to be and how he could sell in the next five years. So he was looking at what the, the revenue was, what the value would be, et cetera. And, you know, could he, and it was, the, the gap was not unreachable, but significant for where he wanted to be to sell. He was trying to figure out how does he, how does he do that? Mm. And it was funny because I just, I lost touch with him and I just saw him on LinkedIn and he's actually kept this company and expanded it instead of selling it. And I'm like, that's awesome. Like he brought in a couple of other markets and a couple of lines and um, instead of starting something else. So maybe he'll do that in the future, but I thought everything just works out in the end when you are planning. You have to plan. Yeah. The biggest issue is that business owners don't plan. Yeah. And then they don't think about selling to a catastrophic event occurs like internal is health issues, partners disputes, divorce, death. External is this pandemic we're in. And that's the worst time to sell is during a catastrophic event. Right, right. How do you see yourself as a leader? In, because there, I presume there aren't a lot of women in mergers and acquisitions. First of all, I presume. You would assume correctly. There's more now than when I started 20 years ago. Right. How do you break, your, break into the industry Outside of having you know a number of businesses and having the question of like can you help me etc. Because you could have just gone the, another way. You could have taken another path. You could have done coaching, consulting, something else that may have been easier. What was that like for you? Well, you know, you're talking 20 years ago when I got in this industry. When I went to the first mergers and acquisitions conference, I walked into the room. There was about 3,500 bald men with bellies. <laughs> Uh, oh, am I in the right place? <laughs> and then later uh, walked in another woman and we're actually good friends to this day. But now it's changed. You know, now I would say before I was like one in 3,000, 4,000. And now it's changed. This might be 10, 15% are females. How did I break into it? Why didn't I do coaching consulting? I do really do coaching consulting because businesses don't get sold unless I help fix them, unless I help grow them unless I help put them on a path to build to sell. So I do do coaching, I do do consulting, I do do all that. The reason why I stuck with it and really decided this was right for me is because entrepreneurship runs through my blood. You know, I'm like a kid in a candy store. I get so excited to hear how someone, you know, built their multi-million dollar business on an eighth grade education out of their pickup truck. We're selling the company right now for $70 million dollars. The gentleman has an eighth grade education. He started selling products out of his pickup truck. His EBITDA last year was over 15 million. Isn't that amazing? And so I'm like a kid in a candy store. I love those kind of stories. You know, I love helping entrepreneurs build their business, grow their business, sell their legacy, you know, sell their nest egg and finally enjoy the fruits of their labor. And to me, it's fun. It's exciting. Yes, it's hard work. And yes, it takes a tremendous amount of dedication and resilience and grit, but I can't imagine myself doing anything else. I own other businesses. I partner with business owners and invest my money, my expertise, my resources, and I put them on a build to sell plan. So at any given time, I'm operating, you know, five to 10 different businesses that we're building to sell. Do you so, ever wake up and be like, well, which business should I work on today? Or mm -mm. is it, are you, do you have a plan for how you're managing all five to 10 of them? 
yeah, I have a plan. Plus I have a teams, you know, and I, and I build them to operate on all six cylinders, all six P's that we talk about in Exit Rich. So I build my businesses to operate on all six P's. They don't operate on all six P's in the beginning. And it, it takes some time to get them there. But, you know, I'm not hands-on on any of them. Mm-hmm. I work, you know, on the business, not in the business. We have meetings, weekly, monthly meetings. And then my m and firm, I'm more hands-on, but I still work on the business versus in the business. Awesome. What advice would you give to another woman who wanted to come into mergers and acquisitions that would help fast track her? Yeah, well, you know, you can call me because I actually have an M&A program. (laughs) I have a five-day training program. We have a partnership that we offer to individuals who want to become a mergers and acquisitions advisor. And um, we provide the training, the support, the leads, everything. So you could definitely call me and I would just reach out and see, you know, how many women's in the industry, start working with some women, maybe go to some of the different associations that are available and kind of research the industry. It is a tough industry. It's not for everyone. It's got about a 98% failure rate, about 98% failure rate. (laughs) So you really have to do your due diligence and make sure it's right for you. What would help somebody succeed? Like, where do you think the biggest gap is for those 90? I think the biggest gap is not knowing what you're doing, not having enough working capital to sustain your income, not knowing what you're doing, because it is a tough industry and there is a tremendous amount of stuff to learn. I've been in this industry over 20 years and I still learn something new every day, you right. know, and I'm, but I'm also been in the trenches, you know, teaching my methodologies, my uh, techniques And I would say the best way to success is to partner with someone that's already been doing it. You know, in anything you do, whether it's M&A, whether it's um, want to build a multi-million dollar company, it's always best to find the right mentor, to find the right partner, because they've already traveled down the path that you want to go and they're their expertise will cut your path dramatically. It will cut your learning curve dramatically. It will shorten your path dramatically because they've already made the mistakes. So learn from others' mistakes. Why reinvent the wheel? Yeah, it's so much easier to follow in somebody else's footsteps and just- They should align with somebody. Absolutely. Things that work for them and then customize or up-level of once you've got that really mastered. Exactly. Yeah. So I want to shift gears a little bit, if you don't mind. You have a book coming out. I do. So tell us a little bit. Right behind me in case I forget. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Tell me about Exit Rich. So Exit Rich, um, Exit Rich is my um, actually third book I've written. And my very first book was Sell Your Business for More Than It's Worth that I wrote in 2013. So I want to tell you why I wrote Exit Rich. When I wrote Sell Your Business for More Than It's Worth in 2013, I did the research and learned that 95% of all startups would fail. Right. We all know that. That's common knowledge. But here's what nobody knows. When I wrote Exit Rich in 2019 and 2020, I did the exact same research and I started noticing, you know, all these businesses are closing up. You know, you drive by a strip center one day it's full. The next day it's half empty. Right. So I started doing a research for, for Exit Rich and I was flabbergasted because I learned that the business landscape has actually flip flopped. It has flip flopped. It has changed dramatically. Now, only 30% of startups will fail, which who knows one to five years, only 30%. But out of 27, out of 27.6 million companies, those businesses that have been in business for 10 years or longer, 70% of them will go out of business. Mm -hmm. 
So you see how it's flip-flopped. It used to be that you can be in business for five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years ago, and you're going to be in business forever. You hear about the big public companies all the time. Toys R Us in business 75 years goes out of business. Toys R Us, Kmart, Stratemart, Pier One, Godiva closing down a bunch of locations. And it's not just retail. Other type of businesses, manufacturing, distribution, other types of businesses are closing too. But the media only talks about the public companies. They don't talk about the private businesses that are on every street corner in every town in every state. These companies, unfortunately, are dropping like flies. They are selling for pennies on the dollar, closing their businesses, following bankruptcy, following bankruptcy and exiting poor. So the reason why I wrote Exit Rich, Exit Rich is not just about selling your business. Half of the first half, the first half of the book of Exit Rich is all about how to build your exit strategy from day one so you don't get caught in that 80% of businesses that don't sell. There's exercises about the seller sanity check, when and how you should sell your business. Mm-hmm. Plus, it's all about building an infrastructure, how to build a business that can run without you. Because the number two reason that businesses don't sell is because a business is a thousand percent dependent upon that owner. You take the owner out of the business, there is no business. So it's all about how to build a business to run without you, how to build the business to run on all six cylinders, the infrastructure of all six cylinders, all six P's is a first half. How to build a business that somebody actually would want to buy and pay you top dollar for. And then the second half is all about financials, valuations, normalizing, negotiations, due diligence, everything that you need to close on the sale of your business. But the first half is all about infrastructure. Wow. And so um, Steve Forbes endorsed Extra Rich saying it's a goldmine for all entrepreneurs as they leave way too much money on the table when they go to sell their business. Right. And um, Sharon Lecter is my co-author who wrote Rich Dad, Poor Dad with Robert Kiyosaki. She is a five times New York Times bestselling author, plus a CPA, financial literacy expert, and the advisor to many different presidents. She right. writes the mentors corner after every chapter. And her husband just happens to be an intellectual property attorney. So he adds content to the proprietary chapter. Okay. And um, then we have great endorsements, you know, from Jack Canfield, Brian Tracy, Les Brown, Brad Sugars from Action Coach. And um, Kevin Harrington wrote the foreword, the original Shark on Shark Tank. So again, Exit Rich is about building that sustainable, scalable business. So when you get to the end of your road, because <laughs> nothing lasts forever, you actually will have a sellable asset. It sounds like you've got everything that any entrepreneur could ever want in that book. Yes. You know, and, and I tell you, when I write a book, I'm like, always, oh, is it good? Is it good? Is it good? Somebody tell me if it's good. <laughs> And, you know, because I, I don't know, I think a lot of authors do that. And I've been getting so many case studies. I just got a pharmaceutical an owner that owns a pharmaceutical company call me up and he said, look, I printed out Exit Rich because it's not out yet. It comes out June 22nd, but you can buy it at ExitRichBook.com and we email you to digital download immediately. Mm-hmm. He said, I printed out the PDF. He said, I printed it out ledger sheet. <laughs> I'm highlighting it. I'm using it as a workbook. I'm incorporating it. And into my growth strategy, into my exit strategy. And he says, and I'm pretty sure I can sell my business between 30 to 50 million, but I want you to help me do it. And he said, there are tips in here. There are strategies in here. There's a thing, there are things in here I never heard of. And he said, it's the best, best business book he's ever read. Awesome. So, and we're getting lots and lots of case studies like that. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure you have an abundance of case studies can draw from. 
Well, it makes me go, oh, it really is good. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. So when is it coming out again? So it comes out June 22nd, but you don't have to wait till June 22nd. You can go to exitrichbook.com and buy the book for $24.79, which is less than Amazon. And we will email you the digital download immediately so you can start reading it today. We'll ship the hardcover to your doorstep to anyone that lives in the United States for no additional shipping. We will give you a lifetime membership into Exit Rich Book Club, where there's video content of me doing deep dives and different strategies and techniques I've been teaching over the last 20 years in the trenches, plus documents, documents to run your business, documents to sell your business. So we have sample policy and procedure manuals, org charts, employee handbooks, not competes, sample letter of intents. A lot of business owners have never seen a letter of intent. Sample letter of intents, purchase agreements, due diligence checklists, and closing docs. All these documents will cost you over $30,000, $40,000 to go to your attorney to recreate. They're there for your review and your download. And yes, you can use the templates, but you have to remove Siler Tucker. <laughs> Actually, I had a lady email me a couple of days ago. She goes, can I use these? And I go, if you remove my company name, you can. <laughs> and then we're also giving a 30-day membership into Club CEOs. And Club CEOs is a entrepreneur mastermind where we really help business owners pivot and build that sustainable, scalable, and when they're ready, sellable business so they too can exit rich, all for $24.79 at exitrichbook.com. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. And we're going to have the link in the show notes. So everybody just has to scroll through the show notes and click on that link now to get all of those amazing goodies, because that's just the templates alone is worth a gajillion dollars. Yeah. Just to have all of that content done for you is incredible. So congratulations. Thank you. And that all goes away June 22nd. Okay. So that's our, that's our gift to everyone buying the business before launch date. Awesome. So what's next for you? I've been asking this for a lot of entrepreneurs. What's next for me? Well, you know, I love to make all the big lists with Exit Rich and we are developing and it's pretty much already developed, but we're developing a mentorship program to really help business owners build their business to sell it. Whereas before... I did it on a partnership basis and I just partnered with a few, you know, not too many. So now we're opening it up to a lot more businesses that we're going to work with on a mentorship program to build to sell, to get them to where they need to be. So that's next. I probably have five or six more books in me. (laughs) (laughs) And I actually already have one that's written that I I wrote um, several years ago that I never published. I think I'll probably publish publish that one next and that's how to grow how to grow through acquisitions so tell me about that a little bit like how, how to grow through acquisitions yeah, how can you do that so there's lots of ways to do that but you know it's it can get you there much quicker if you acquire other businesses versus trying to grow organically so how do you do that you look you know you align yourself with the m a advisor number one you figure out what synergies you're looking to purchase that will help catapult your business to the next level. And then you look at the resources you have financially to acquire those businesses. There are businesses that you can acquire with little as five to 10% down. Plus a lot of times we can use the assets of the business. We can leverage the assets of the business to buy the business. And so there's many ways to create a financing 
And it's the quickest way to really grow your business, roll it all up, and then either go public or sell it for millions. So it sounds like there's so many options. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love about what I do because there are so many options. There are yes. you know, so many different things that you can do. And depending on what the business owner is looking for or what their situation is too, you can really create a custom path for them. Absolutely. And that's what, that's what our mentorship program is going, is all about is really creating that custom path because, you know, some move faster than others, you know, some really want to get to that, you know, $15, $20 million price and they're nowhere close and we can help get them there. And we also have other partners that we bring in, you know, like marketing partners and things of that nature to help blow up companies. Incredible. And like, I can see, I wish, you know, we, this was video um, or we were, you know, publishing video because I can see your face light up every time you talk about your book, what you're offering, how you help people. What is it that drives you? I think what drives me is I'm just so passionate about business entrepreneurship. You know, to me, Small business is the backbone of the U.S. economy. There's 30.2 million businesses in the United States and employing over half the U.S. workforce. Right. And if we, and you know, I don't feel like, not, I'm not going to get on a soapbox here, but, <laughs> but I don't think the government really supports small business. But if we lose small business, we lose jobs. You lose jobs, you lose spending power. When right. you lose spending power, it's a trickle-down effect and you lose more small business. And it, drives me crazy to see an entrepreneur that spent 40, 50, 60 years building their business to wind up with nothing, to wind up losing their business assets. And many cases, they lose their personal assets too, because business owners always come mingle the assets, piercing the corporate veil, so they lose that protection. So what drives me is just business, people, entrepreneurship, you know, making sure that I can help business owners save their business and exit for their desired price tag so that they can finally enjoy the fruits of their labor. That's what really drives me. I agree. And I'm so aligned with you because it, I see so many business owners struggle and at some point the dream, this huge dream that they've had of what they thought they could achieve dims so much. So similarly with my work, you know, it's great to see, them be able to grow and have all of that come back in and, you know, realize that, you know, they're actually contributing in a huge way to our society, our culture, our economics. And be Can part- you imagine what we would be without small business? No. <laughs> we are the ones that set things really in motion because we can move a lot faster than a big corporation. We can create yeah. faster. Absolutely. And, you know, I relate it to when an entrepreneur goes into business, it's like they have this huge hot air balloon, right? Yeah. And then they get stuck with this problem and stuck with that problem and stuck with that problem. Pretty soon their whole balloon deflates. (laughs) And, you know, that's why I think it's so important, imperative for entrepreneurs. One of the things that we didn't talk about in the GPS exit model is what is your why? You know, the last equation of GPS exit model is your why, because if it was easy to build a business to sell for $2 million, everybody would be doing it. So you really, you know, entrepreneurs really have to determine what their why is and really formulate that plan because it's the why and the plan that will keep you in the game. Right. It's the why and the plan that will keep you motivated, keep you weathering the financial storms, keep you weathering whatever pandemic comes your way. 
You know, it's that why and that plan. Without that why and without that plan, you, you, it's, it's going to be extremely difficult. Yeah. And everybody listening, if they've listened to more than one episode, knows that I am a planner geek. So I am all about planning and having a strategy to get you from point A to B. And I love to hear that you're saying exactly the same thing and being clear about what your why is. Yeah. So you got to be crystal clear about what your why is, because let's face it, it's not easy to be in business. Entrepreneurship is not for everyone. It's, it's, <laughs> it's tough. You know, I've had, I've, had, I've had buyers leave the corporate America jobs, buy a business and come back to me a couple of years later and say, oh my God, I can't, I hate this. I want to go back to work. <laughs> so it's definitely not for everybody, but right. you got to really find, you got to really, you know, tune into what your why is and make sure that you plan, especially plan for the exit of your business because you're either growing or dying. Nothing lasts forever. You right. know? And, and that's and one of the biggest reasons, which I forgot, I failed to mention was the number one reason that these 70% of businesses are now going out of business is because of lack of aim. They stop innovating and marketing. Yeah. They stop innovating and marketing. You know, aim is always innovate and market. And you always have to innovate. You always have to constantly adapt. Mm-hmm. And business owners stop doing that. They become complacent. And that's why I think you really have to get back to your why. And you have to really get back to your plan. Yeah. And look at how you can connect to your clients or customers newly with every shift. Well, and that's the big issue too, is that business owners stop asking their, their clients, what do you need? What do you want? How can I make it easier for you to do business with me? Right. A company that makes it easiest for the consumer to purchase products and services is a, is a company that's winning. Amazon is winning because Amazon makes it so easy to practically buy anything. You can practically buy a horse on Amazon and have it delivered in two days. <laughs> I swear, sometimes there's like, I think of something and there's the Amazon ad for me to like- Yeah, because they're stalking us. <laughs> We have Alexa. Yeah. We have we have Alexa. We have Echo. We have that new Echo Show. We have the one. Yeah. You know, they're stalking us. <laughs> Absolutely. Michelle, this has been so much fun. And I'm really excited about your book, Exit Rich. Thank you so much for, for being on today. Thank you for having me. I mean, it was my pleasure. Awesome. And just share with everybody again where they can connect with you. So everyone can get the book. I encourage everyone to go out and buy the book. The book is for all entrepreneurs, all business owners, anyone really even thinking about getting into business to read Exit Rich. And you can get that at exitrichbook.com. My main website is silertucker.com. And then I'll make sure that we send you all of my social media tags. So everyone can follow me on social media. Awesome. We will get that figured out so that you've got all your links and everybody can, can connect. Thank you so much, Emmy. Thank you. And for everybody that's listening, we will see you next week. Thank you so much for being a listener of the Tribe of Leaders podcast. I am so grateful for each and every episode that you tune in and listen to. And I hope that you get a ton of value that you can implement starting today. And I do have just a quick favor. If you wouldn't mind hopping on to wherever it is that you listen to podcasts and leave us a rating and review. It would help us tremendously so that the Tribe of Leaders podcast can be found more easily and help inspire other entrepreneurial leaders. 